All right. Another episode coming at you hot. As always, I'm Alex. Got Chris and Adam in the studio. What's going on? What's up? All right. So it is January 5th. We just watched the uh, Heisman Trophy ceremony. We can talk about that first if you're if you guys are cool with that. Oh, yeah. yeah that works for me. So, Flesh topic. Yep. Um, if you haven't seen it, Devontae Smith from Alabama, the receiver, he uh, he won it. Devonta. Sorry, Devonta Smith. I don't know. It's spelled Devonta, but people, I mean, all the announcers were saying Devonte. Devonte. I mean, yeah. they said he's actually when he was growing up, he was actually called like just Tay. So I think it's pronounced Devonte. And it's an A at the end. So yeah. I mean, you're just putting a, I guess a hard the, pronunciation. A hard on pronunciation. It. Yeah, that's what I, was, I was trying to look and for the words. A little, a little asterisk on the A. I guess. The, yeah, it's where the emphasis belongs. I guess so. But, but yeah, anyhow, he won it. Um, final. Yeah, uh, first receiver since Desmond. Um, Desmond Howard. Howard. Yeah. yeah, from Michigan. Won it in like 30 years now. 91. Yep. Gosh, it, just not, it doesn't seem that long ago that Desmond Howard won it. Like, it doesn't seem like it, it was 1991. Just, I mean, you weren't born, so. But, yeah, even, like, <laughs> still, that was, yeah, like you're saying, over th- before, like, anybody that wasn't a running back or a quarterback to win it. Yeah. Thirty yeah. years is quite a while for a for that span of a drought. I feel like there's, there's been. Or was it? Char- I mean, Charles Woodson was it? Charles Woodson a corner and a returner? Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah, he was yeah. safety. Yeah. yeah, corner, not a safety. Yeah, that's right. So it's, it's not in the running back drought either, right? No, no, no. Okay. I mean, Derrick Henry won it. Yeah. just twenty fourteen. <laughs> yeah, twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen, somewhere okay. around there. Yeah. So, but he um Devonta Smith beat out you know Trevor Lawrence, his own quarterback Mac Jones, and then. Kyle Florida's Trask. quarterback, Kyle yep. Trask, yeah. yeah. Did they exactly give you the the like listing as who went who finished? I mean, I was yeah, who yeah. So first. um it was Devontae Smith and then coming in with like half of the first place votes and seven hundred points behind was Trevor Lawrence in second. Jesus Christ. And then Mac Jones, Kyle Trask, I think. That feels good then. That feels I mean, seven hundred points is a is a lot of votes. So it was like but, it was eighteen hundred, eighteen hundred points for Devontae. 1100 for Trevor Lawrence, but first place votes, Devonta Smith had 400 something and Trevor had like 200 something. Yeah. But you, st- I mean, still to think that there was 200 people out there that said, Oh, yeah, Trevor Lawrence had a better, better season than Mac Jones and Kyle Trask. Kyle Trask. Yeah. yeah. To come into second place is ridiculous. Yeah. It is, that is true. That is true. It's, I mean, that's, that's where the, the worry of the Heisman Trophy over the past couple of years has kind of, I mean, for people that actually like want to see the Heisman go to the best player, I mean, for for people like myself, it, it's a little bit worrisome because it's starting to really become the best player on the best team. Correct, right? For y'all yeah. that don't know, Austin is a uh, called in and he is connected in now. Okay, Ooh, no, I'm kidding. They up, definitely man? aren't the best team, though, Chris. Yeah, I know that, but I'm well. I mean, Alabama's the best team. Well, and and that's the problem with it is it's voted on by people. So when you have Davo come out and be like, it's disrespectful for Trevor Lawrence not to have a Heisman to his name, then people are like, oh, let me vote Trevor Lawrence. Well, it's voted on by the Heisman Trust and then Associated Press writers that are qualified for it. I mean, it's not it's not just voted on by you and me. You yeah, know what I mean? You, do you trust the? No, I, I don't. There's there's going to be some bias there. There's going to be some exactly. you know some people. So that... and, and that's why I think the whole Trevor Lawrence has had a fantastic career. And so, I mean, that's where I think he's getting a lot of his votes from is just on what he's been able to do, not what he did 
this year. Exactly. Exactly. You may have been getting like an overall character kind of correct. Vote, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's... overall, yeah, great. Overall, fantastic career. Clemson did fantastic. This he, can, year. he should win the Maxwell Award then. I mean, he, he, should, should, get, he should get it based on the character on and off the field, <laughs> not the Heisman Trophy. Yeah. But. Or either, what's the, um, just the quarterback award? Davy O'Brien Award. Yeah. I mean, because based off the best individual season, and obviously the stats don't lie, he was not the best quarterback in the nation. No, not at all. No, not even close. Yeah. Top, so. maybe top 10. I mean, it sounds, yeah, he's top 10. He's, he's probably top five. I mean, behind, yeah, like I actually would say probably Bryce Wilson and you know Boise or not Boise State BYU Zach Wilson sorry Zach Wilson I don't know why yeah. I was thinking Bryce Wilson, um but you know Zach Wilson at BYU Kyle Trask I mean Kyle Trask had the best numbers of any quarterback oh yeah I mean he sucked in his bowl game don't get me wrong it probably leaves a little sour taste in your mouth watching what happened to Florida in that bowl game but regular I mean, season he did fantastic yeah overall regular season I mean. You know, to throw it back to the old guy, Colt Brennan, like he, Kyle Trask was putting up Colt Brennan kind of numbers at Hawaii or even the one, you know, last year, the uh, Joe Burrow numbers from LSU. I mean, that's that's where he was as far as numbers wise. Yeah. You so, I mean, surprising he, fact. Sure. Trevor go ahead. Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence this year threw one one playoff game. So through the amount of games that have been played, Trevor Lawrence. Granted, he missed two games this season, had 25 passing touchdowns. Devontae Smith had 20 receiving touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> That's why Devontae Smith deserves the Heisman over anyone else. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, had a, he had a fantastic season this year. Yeah. I, mean, I think I actually think Najee Harris kind of got snubbed a little bit just because, you know. What, he finished fifth in he voting? He finished fifth in voting. Yeah, and I mean, that guy has more total touchdowns than Devonta Smith. He's probably got more total yards than Devonta Smith. I mean, I think he just got kind of snubbed because we're, we've are we seen Alabama running backs win Heismans, right? We've seen oh, Mark yeah. Ingram. What, we've seen, three, three of them. Did Trent Richardson win one? No. Oh, no, 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 no. Did he? Ingram, oh, Henry. Ingram and Henry definitely won. Or was it Lacey? Oh, also, I hope not. <laughs> what what years did they? Because I thought there was three Alabama running backs that ended up winning. No, no, we're good. We're good. It was Mark Ingram in 2009 and then Derrick Henry in 2015. Those were okay. the only two Alabama running backs. But Okay. So, where was where did Trent Richardson and I'm, I'm Lincoln, sh- his Heisman, Heisman running, though? I'm sure Trent Richardson and Eddie Lacy probably actually finished in the top five for Heismans. I, I'm willing to bet, actually. They probably did finish so in the top five Alex might have it. Look that one yeah, up. Yeah, I'm going to try to figure it out. I'm just looking at the uh, fact Trent, that George Smith Trent Richardson would have been the 2012 or 11. Yeah. One of those two. This is amazing. I think they have Johnny Menzel's mugshot over here on the 2012. They do. Photo. They do. That's, <laughs> That's solid. That is amazing. Oh, man. Look at Derrick Henry without any hair. This is egregious. He ain't got poop down his back. No, maybe. Mm. Troy Smith won a Heisman in 2006. This is absolutely amazing. But look, listen to this crap. Oh, wait, that's his NFL stats. Let me give you a college stats. Troy Smith in 2006 won a Heisman. While only throwing for twenty five hundred yards, 
I mean, that is just God. That is sad. He only threw for how many? He only threw for twenty five hundred yards and completed sixty five percent of his passes in two thousand six and won a Heisman Trophy. Probably because he was argue, argued as the best player on the best team until you know they lost. Did y'all see that they're looking at possibly moving the national championship back? I did see that. It was um, it was something something about Ohio State. And uh, you only hear the results for the 2012 Heisman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give them to me. So Johnny Manziel. Second was Manti Teo. Mm, mm-hmm. Third was uh, Colin Klein, the Kansas State quarterback. Then Marquise Lee. And then Braxton Miller. Wow. That was your uh, top five in order, you know, from obviously first to last. Well, Johnny Manziel deserved that Heisman. And and Alabama deserved that national championship against Manti Teo. <laughs> yeah. Eddie Lacy. Let me see. I, I think he uh, – let me see this college stats. I would say he finished somewhere in the top five. No, so 2013, it looks like you had Jameis Winston. He's before. Eddie Lacy's before that. Was he before 2013? Yeah, he's 2010, 2011, 2012. He left after his junior year. It would be 2012 that he would have been in it. So, never mind. Because Alice just read all the 2012 stats. Eddie Lacy had 1,300 yards and 17 touchdowns, though. I mean, that's pretty solid. Yeah, so, yeah, was uh, Eddie Lacy and Trent Richardson graduated the same year then? Or they yeah, because the Trent year? Richardson – Looks, he was in the 2011 Heisman finalist with RG3, Andrew Luck, Monty Ball, Tyron uh, Matthew, LaMichael James, and Kellen Moore. Okay, what? wait, where did Trent Richardson finish in the 2011 Heisman? Um, he, he finished had, third. He finished third. Yeah, that sounds about right. He had 1,600 yards and 21 touchdowns. Because um, it was RG3, Andrew Luck, Trent Richardson, Monty Ball. And then Tyron Matthew. That was another pretty well-placed Heisman, actually. I mean, I would argue that RG3 was the best player in the country that year. Yeah, and then ninth on that list you had Russell Wilson. Who really didn't. At Wisconsin. Yeah. Kellen Moore at eight. Case Keenum at seven. Yes, sir. Matt Barkley at six. Okay. And LaMichael James at ten. Yeah, yeah, some good names there. Holy shit. What a year. What happened with LaMichael James, though? Like, what did he end he, up doing? He was actually in the NFL with the Kansas City Chiefs for a long time when he was a returner. Is that never, ended, never ended up being a running back, but ended up doing a lot of kick returns and punt returns. So that's what he became a return specialist? Yep. I, I mean, that boy was quick. quick. <laughs> you want to talk about Cheetah before the Cheetah? That was it. <laughs> Dude, Michael James was good. That whole Oregon team, that 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 Marcus Mariota National Championship Oregon team that lost to Cam Newton, that was a really, really good team. Outside of the Florida State and obviously the Clemson National Championships, I think Oregon would have. Oregon is the best national championship game somebody's given an SEC team. Like, without actually defeating them, I think that Oregon National Championship against Auburn was was probably the closest that an SEC cha- uh, team would have could have come to losing that national championship. Because, I mean, Texas got blown out. Oklahoma got blown out by Florida in the early years. And then it's just kind of been Clemson and Ohio State and Alabama. And that's kind of what it's going to be for the next. Yeah, so Eddie Lacy didn't even long. finish top 10 that year Yeah, in Heisman. 1,300 yards and 17 touchdowns. 
But then again, I mean, like not to be home biased, but Kevin Harris had 1,200 yards and 15 touchdowns this year in 10 games. But, yeah, I mean, you had, yeah, like you said, Johnny Manziel, Mantateo, Colin Klein, Marquise Lee, Blackson Miller, Jadavion Clowney finished sixth that year in Heisman voting. Yeah, deservedly. Jordan Lynch, Tavon Austin, uh, Ken John Barner. Kenyon Barner. Yeah, okay. Okay. Kenyon yeah, Barner. From Oregon. And then Jarvis Jones. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's – it's fair. I think that's fair. I mean, there's some, some good players. Good players. It's kind of funny to, like, look back at them now, though. Like, sit, you sit here and, like, in that year, you were like, yeah, RG3 is so great, blah, blah, blah. Now you look at RG3. Two ACL <laughs> injuries. Yeah. <laughs> Got a two bionic legs just still in the. I mean, he he gets to be the backup for the Baltimore Ravens just because of the style of offense they run. I mean, but yeah, 2013 you had Jameis Winston win it, then AJ McCarron, Jordan Lynch. AJ McCarron did not deserve to finish second. Jordan Lynch, Andre Williams, Johnny Menzel finished fifth that year. Yeah, Trey Mason, Bryce Petty, Derek Carr, Blackson Miller. That's Kadeem Carey. I have no idea. The Kadeem K was a running back out of Arizona. Yeah, no idea. But, all right, we can move on from the Heisman. But, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, good for Devonta Smith. It's good to, It's good to see a wide receiver, you know, when you Finally ha- win it. Well, when you have somebody that puts up this kind of season at a different position than a quarterback, I think it's fair to give them to somebody like that, right? Because, I mean, I mean, you expect to have a, a quarterback go for at least 20 touchdowns, It you know. To stand out, you need probably thirty-five plus. I mean, you you need you need three thousand yards and forty touchdowns, you know, to for a quarterback out. to to probably deserve the Heisman. I forget. Do you think like minimum standard? You that's what you're looking at. Like, yeah, you, I mean, in a regular year, I think there's plenty of people that can get out there and throw thirty touchdowns and three thousand yards, right? I mean, this is this needs to be the person that has the most outstanding season. It doesn't need to be. Just hit this mark, and here you're in the Heisman, you know. Yeah. So, so yeah, you're looking. Yeah, like you're saying, you know, I would say even like 3,500 plus, 30, yeah. 35 touchdowns or better. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. I mean, you you spread it across, you know, twelve games. You're gonna get you're gonna get, get thirteen. Say, you're gonna get conference championships in before the Heisman. Okay. So yeah, yeah, thirty five hundred yards is probably right at about three hundred yards, or a little bit under. So three hundred a game, but. All right, so Austin doesn't have long, so he and I were talking before I came over here, but uh, wanted to make sure before – now, I had to look back. I don't know exactly what everybody's picks were, but I can look back at the older episode and see where we were on Super Bowl, but wanted to give him a chance to get – you know, now that we're here in the playoffs, let's make some predictions and uh, and let's see. Now, you, for the MLB playoffs, hit it right on the head, right? You had, you had the winner and you had – Yeah, I think me and Adam did, didn't we? Maybe you both did. We called Dodgers in seven, right? I think I was off on the game. I don't you, know. You don't think you had the right opponent from the from the because we had Ray, side. I think I know I had Rays and Dodgers. I can't remember if I called the right game. because like, oh, okay. I, mean, I think I think we we agreed. I think I thought we had the same thing. We said Dodgers in seven, but we were were like saying we would like to see like Rays in six. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I guess give give me the two teams that you want in the Super Bowl and who's winning it. Who I think right now is Green Bay and Buffalo. Green Bay and Buffalo. Okay. Green Bay and Buffalo. Where did Buffalo come from? Buffalo is scary right now. Buffalo's the two seed in the AFC, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Or no, Pittsburgh's a two seed in the AFC. No, Pittsburgh's a three seed. Okay, yeah, Buffalo's Buffalo. a two seed in the AFC. Yeah. I mean, that's a good – they got a good squad up there in Josh Allen, Diggs, and when they can get the run game going. I think, you know, the defense is pretty stout. I mean, I think they have a lot to offer out of coming out of that AFC side. I'm, I'm blown away that you picked Buffalo, but I, I like it. And then I think just Green Bay has just been phenomenal this year. I mean, between having um, Tanyan and then Devontae Adams doing his thing, Aaron Jones doing his thing, Rodgers doing his thing. I just think offensively they got some pretty good weapons. Uh, defensively, you know, they hit or miss, but I think they can put up enough points offensively to make up some of that ground. Yeah. Do you want to go next or you want me to go next? I um, think definitely Green Bay. Green Bay or New Orleans. I'd like to see New Orleans win one with Drew Brees. Last year? Do you think his, this is this his is last it. year? This has got to be it for him. But I think Green Bay is going to come out of the NFC and then I think Kansas City will meet them and Kansas City will pull off the back-to-back Super Bowl wins. I was going to say the same thing. That's kind of the sad part. It's like, I just... It sounds crazy to pick both the number one seeds, but I can I actually think that that Kansas City will pretty much throttle anybody in the AFC. I mean, uh, Pittsburgh's got a great defense, and Pittsburgh Pittsburgh might actually have the best shot at knocking off Kansas City solely because of their defense and solely because of the ability that they have on offense to control the ball and keep it out of Pat Mahomes' hands. But I mean. They ain't nobody stopping Pat Mahomes, man. <laughs> ain't nobody stopping Travis Kelsey, you know, Tyree Kill. You know, you have Le'Veon Bell and Clyde Edwards Hilaire. If Clyde Edwards Hilaire is healthy, I mean, that offense is just so I mean, crazy I guess good. I say, and then to compliment Hill, you got Miko Harmon, who's just as quick, and Robinson and Watkins. And I yeah. mean, you got all these guys that, you know, can catch the ball for, for the offensive side. Buffalo's a good team. I don't know that Buffalo has star power. They they they've done pretty good all year. Josh Allen's gonna have to really run the football well in the postseason to keep his team in the game. And defensively, they're good against the pass, but they're not good against the run. So, you know, it's gonna be a hit or miss there. And then I mean, Tennessee's run dimensional on offense. If they get down, they can't come back. Baltimore just has not looked good all year. I, I mean, they squeaked into the playoffs. Cleveland, I mean, if, as long That's as Devin, just, as long as Devin's not listening to this episode, Cleveland doesn't really have a shot either. I mean, I mean, they glad to finally see him again in the playoffs. But yeah, and have yeah. a have a good first round exit and your yeah. loss to Pittsburgh likely, um, which is just like the last time they were in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, here's my thing: Can you celebrate getting into the playoffs? Yeah, sure. You beat Pittsburgh with Mason Rudolph by two points. You're going to actually get a real quarterback here in the first round of the playoffs at Pittsburgh. It's not. It's just not gonna happen. Okay, it's just not gonna happen. But and on the NFC side, I mean, I'm with Alex. I think New Orleans has a shot. I think Green Bay, Washington is gonna make a first round exit. <laughs> it would be great. It would be so poetic justice if Tom Brady gets bumped out of the playoffs by a seven and nine Washington <laughs> Redskins team at Washington football team. First yeah, off. Sorry, Washington football team. Yeah, good job. Good job. Gosh, uh, Chris. But no, I see I see them getting bumped first round easy. Washington. And then, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then I don't think the Rams are gonna be able to make it that far either. No, I mean they don't they I don't know what happened. I mean, how did the Rams go from being in the Super Bowl two years ago to this now? I mean, they, they don't even look good on offense anymore. I don't know. And it ain't Todd Gurley. Let's be clear about that. It ain't Todd Gurley's old freaking legs. But 
yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm with Alex. I like, I like the. It's probably not going to happen, but I like the two first, first seed buys, and I like Kansas City to just end up winning all, winning it all. All right, so you got, you got Green Bay and Can- KC with KC winning. Yep, Austin. All right, well, I like something different. I'm glad, uh, and the reason because is. Buffalo cannot win two games and beat Kansas City. But they can't win two games, more or less beat Kansas City. So what I'm saying is... You want Buffalo. (laughs) I want Baltimore to beat Tennessee in a revenge game from last year. And then Baltimore to beat Buffalo... At Buffalo. That's a unique take on that. Okay, so that still didn't give me who you like in the uh, in the Super Bowl and who you want to win, though. And then for the first time ever, Lamar's going to beat Mahomes, and Mahomes is not going to go to the Super Bowl. So I like Baltimore from the AFC. That's a lot of teams. I mean, you got to be Buffalo. You got to be Tennessee, then Buffalo, then Kansas City. Yep. And you don't have a home game in any of those. Nope. Yep. But defense and run game travels. And that's the thing is both of these, they can run the ball and they can play good defense. And they're playing hot. They're the hot. They're probably the hottest team coming into the playoffs. They've won their last three games by more than 20 points. They are a hot team coming in. Grant, they played shitty teams the last three weeks, but they only had the easiest schedule in all of the AFC. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong; they've had an easy schedule coming in, but they've gotten healthy. They've gotten the run game going. Lamar can't st- still can't throw a pass, but he can run the ball. So yeah, I like Baltimore, and I'm sticking with uh, my pick from earlier in the year, which was Baltimore Green Bay. I believe I can't remember, but. Of course, I'm picking Green Bay. Green Bay is the best team in football right now by far. I say, and, yeah. And you're going to have to play them in the frozen tundra. And you li- listen to these quarterbacks that are going to have to go into a snow game in Green Bay. You have Drew Brees and his fucked up arm. Ain't getting it done in the cold. Russell, Russell poses a threat. Russell is probably the best quarterback to play against them. In a snow game, uh, f- half half man leg over here. Uh, Alex Smith, his leg might fall off if he plays in the snow game, um, and he's going to get bounced by Tampa Bay anyways. Old man Brady, he could he could play in the snow, but I still don't think his arm is what it used to be. So you put him in a snow game, he probably doesn't have it. The Rams. They don't even have a starting quarterback right now. Golf's hurt with a thumb injury. And then Chicago. Green Bay's beat Chicago about 20 twice already this year. Let them play them one more time in the playoffs. So no one no one on the NFC outside of Seattle poses a threat to Green Bay because New Orleans has got a great team, don't get me wrong, but you play them in a snow game in Lambeau when it's 20 degrees outside, they don't have a shot. I mean, that's that's just a – that's just Green Bay's added advantage. I mean, I'd agree with that. I mean, it's 
it's no it's no secret that you know playing in Green Bay in that cold in this time of year in the snow likely is going to give Green Bay an absolute advantage against anybody they play. So I, I just think the the only issue that will ever come to Green Bay will be you know being able to actually perform on offense if somebody finds a way to take away Devonta Smith. Right, that'll be that'll be the Devontae only. Devontae Adams. Yeah, I was thinking Devonta of Mile. That'll be exactly who Aaron Rodgers is probably fighting for in the first round this year. Give me that. Give me that wide receiver. Give me that guy. But if anybody can find a way to, to take away Adams, I mean, that would be the literal only shot that anyone has. Probably. That would be awesome if you have Devonte Smith and Devonte Adams in Green Bay. Who needs a defense? Let's just put up eighty a game. I mean, they very well could <laughs> with also a compliment of Aaron Jones running the ball. But none of y'all like the Colts. None of y'all think the Colts could beat the Bills this weekend? I mean, I, I would. I just don't trust Phillip Rivers. I mean, this is a guy that has never had success. I mean, in the postseason in his career. I mean, I don't. the guy hasn't even made it to a conference championship game last I remember. Yeah, but Josh. Yeah, he has. He lost in New England, but Josh Allen blew it last year in the playoffs. I mean, that was a guy that also didn't have any weapons around him. Look at him; he's got two decent running backs now. He's got, I mean, arguably one of the top five receivers in the NFL. Though the, he's the league leader in yardage this year in digs. He does. He did end up getting that title. Who ended up with the most receptions? Was it also Diggs? I don't know. I just know that he had the most yards. I'll look it up real quick. I don't know. I would. What did D Hop finish in receptions? He's got to be out there, and Devontae Adams got to be out there. No. Can you imagine what Devontae Adams would have done this year if he did not miss three games? Yeah, he had big numbers. Big numbers. King Henry got his two thousand again. That's what we were. That's what we were laughing about at the beginning of the second. Was King Henry not only just getting his two thousand, but having to have a two hundred and fifty yard game to get there? Almost winning me a thousand dollars too. Yeah, it was it was it was Diggs with both receptions and yardage for the year, and it was Adams with the touchdowns ahead of Hill and Thielen. You know who was the second best quarterback behind Aaron Rodgers this year? Deshaun Watson. By all, by all stats. Yep. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. Because the guy had I mean, the guy had one of the highest Completion percentages in the league at seventy percent. He can he threw for the most yards actually at forty eight hundred yards. Yep. And he actually threw for thirty three touchdowns this year. Yeah, he he, put he, he had, in the past he hasn't thrown for that many touchdowns, but he was right there with everybody tied for seventh. Ben Roethlisberger threw for thirty three. Ryan Tannehill threw for thirty three. Alex, you don't think the Steelers can win at all? I think they can. They just have to get a lot of things together. Yeah, but, but I think they've a chance. So if they win, Steelers is the three seed. Buffalo is the two seed. Bless you. Oh, shit. I was wrong. Baltimore will have to play Kansas City right away. Yes, yeah, so you can go ahead oh, and count Baltimore out. Yeah, Baltimore's winning it all. No, <laughs> Green Bay's winning it. Green Bay's winning it all, but. 
Is Baltimore still making it to the finals? Yeah, yeah. To Baltimore, Green Bay, for sure. Green Bay winning it all, huh? Yeah, I mean, the Super Bowl we all want to see is is Green Bay, Kansas City. I mean, I don't think either I any mean, of us would say we don't. I, I mean, those are those are probably your two best teams, but that doesn't mean that's all the Super Bowl everybody wants to see. Do you not want to see that? What Super Bowl do you want to see? I want to see I want to see Ben Roethlisberger versus Aaron Rock versus Drew Brees. Yeah, like I, I want to like, see the two old farts really go at it. <laughs> yeah, Big Ben versus Tom Brady. Big Ben. Nah, fuck Tom Brady. He's got enough. I want to see Drew Brees go in Tom there and get it, either get it, and that's a win-win situation. Either Drew, for me personally at least, Drew Brees gets a second championship and he gets to ride out in the sun like you know Peyton Manning and and Ray Lewis, or if Ben Roethlisberger wins, they retake the. Uh, so the the sole lead of the most championships in the NFL. So yeah, but get seven? out of there with that would be seven. It would be seven. Yeah, yeah. Seven. Yeah. Get out of there with storylines. You're talking. I'm talking about sitting down watching a game. Who would you want to be in the Super Bowl? Like who do I, who's going to entertain me the most? Yes. It's probably Aaron Rodgers and Pat Mahomes. That yeah. Green, yeah, that Green Bay Kansas City game. That would be a fantastic I, Super Bowl. I think Bowl. the Bills also would offer that, and maybe not. With Josh Allen throwing the ball, but I mean, he's still got, yeah, he's throwing to Diggs, who is exciting. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's still, I mean, that's still big play potential. I mean, if, if yeah. Brady gets his shit together, it'd be exciting to see Tampa Bay. I mean, you got Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones. I mean, all, yeah. I love how all y'all change turned on y'all's uh, Tampa bet, guys. Y'all really mm-hmm. uh, stick with your team, huh? Who are you talking about? I think all three of y'all took Tampa. I do believe so. Preseason? Yeah. Yeah, on paper, yeah. They look great on paper. They, they do on paper. So did, I mean, Callie is actually going to be the biggest Tampa Bay fan of all because that first Thursday night, she took Tampa and Kansas City in the Super Bowl and to go to Aruba or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I can't remember where y'all going because of it, but. Bora Bora, maybe. I think that's where she might have said I mean, it. Tampa Bay looked really good on paper with all the hype and everything. Yeah. Um, I mean, Tampa, look, Tampa's look. defense can't cover shit, though. Yeah, that's yeah. the issue. But, Didn't they give up like 30 points to the Bears, who I don't think scored 30 all season outside of that? No, uh, the Bears, Bears have scored some points lately. They have lately, yeah. I say, yeah, they actually t- actually look good here of late. I mean that's but, what that's what going five and zero oh and then zero oh and five can do for you. So either way, everybody everybody agrees Green Bay's coming out of the NFC. Yeah, on our show at least everybody's yeah. saying Green I Bay. Mean, Austin's got Baltimore. I'll, I got the Bills. You got KC and you got KC. Yeah. So yeah. all right, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see, see what happens. We'll see what happens. We got what three weeks? Yeah, it'll be three weeks, and then uh, and then we'll uh, I guess sit down and figure out who we like for the Super Bowl or whatever. But yeah. yeah. I think uh I think we'll be all right. At least at least one of us is gonna be right somewhere. I think so. I, I agree. Th- I got a feeling. Watch it be weird and like please don't be Austin. No, that's be all like we're asking. Seattle and somebody. Seattle <laughs> and like the Titans or something like that. It would be <laughs> Seattle and the Titans, the most boring Super Bowl of all time. No, no, no. Washington and the Titans. Well, they're both AFC. Washington. Wait, no, no, yeah. It, it, sorry, Washington, Washington. Yeah, yeah. 
Or the Washington and like the Browns or something like hey, that. Hey Adam, how how about Dallas sucking it up and not even getting into the playoffs? No, oh, they blew the chance, dude. They had it. It was, um, first and goal from the seven yard line to take the lead, with like a minute twenty to go, and they blew the game. Took a sack. Like... Took a sack. Threw an incomplete. Incomplete. Intercepted. Wait, I thought Dallas was getting pounded this past weekend. No, it ended up being a 19 to 23 game. My God, the Giants blew it that bad. Yeah, they were down. It was they were down 20 to 9 going into half. And Dallas scored a couple times and made it interesting. Okay. It was so, 19 to so, 20 at one point. So now that we've had this full season, do you want Dallas to re-sign Andy Dalton or do you want them to pay Dak Prescott the money? Uh I think they need to pay Dak. And we need to go and find another lineman. Yeah, you need to do more than one lineman. But yeah, but I know I I like Collins and I like Tyrone Smith and I like Zach Martin. Those are your three guys right That's there. Fair, yeah. Your three. Those are your your left side of your line was depleted. The whole left side was backups. Connor Williams didn't look great, and I, I like Looney as center. So if we could find another guard, white guard specifically to replace. Connor Williams. I like what we have at tackles. I like Zach Martin at left guard, and I like Looney at center. Okay. So if we can maybe I pick think up. You, Go ahead. I think you sign Dak, trade Amari, and I, yeah, I can see potential getting getting something for Amari. Yeah. But I do sign Dak, trade Amari because you save you save a lot of money getting rid of Amari that you could then put towards Dak and not really kill the team. I agree. You also have to find a way to get a you know an entire new defense, basically. But yeah, I mean, it, for us to have some of the the quickest linebackers in the game, they seem to get burnt all the time. And then I all y'all have I'm, is all y'all have is tackling linebackers, though. That's the problem. Like Vander, but they 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 are very quick. On I mean, but they can't Jaylen. cover for shit. <laughs> huh? Jalen's not yeah. a bad cover. Yeah, well, I say yeah. He, I thought Jalen played great when he got matched up against Ingram. I thought he played when he when he had to cover Evan Ingram. I thought he played well against him. Yeah, in coverage. But yeah, and then I think yeah, we need to revamp that defense somehow, shape away, figure out not to have a thirty-five average age on the D line. (laughs) So I was sitting through this earlier today when we were talking about the Joe Brady opportunity and heading to an NFL team, and. You know, you have the, all right. So these are the current open spots that I can think of. You have the Jets, you have the Jags, you have Houston, Atlanta, and the Chargers. Am I missing any, Austin? No, that's right. All right. So th- those are the five current job openings, right? If you if you're in like just any of us, right? Let's just say which one you personally would think of. Not naming a coach or anything. Of those five places, where would you want to like? What job would you want to take? The Chargers. The Chargers. Okay. Chargers or Houston, I think, are, are the two places you got to land on. You got because you have somewhat of talent in both of those. I mean, it's, right now, it's clearly but, the Chargers, but I mean, I I could I could get along with Houston, but Houston doesn't have a first round pick. Is the problem? Well, I mean, you you go to Houston, you get roster control, right? Apparently, if you go to the Jags, you also get roster control. Um, 
you know, going to the Chargers, you're just a head coach of a talent of what is hey, a super talented or talented team at this point. But yeah, my you, words, JJ Watts going to Green Bay or Pittsburgh after no, the season. JJ is? Yeah, I think JJ. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you see what he apologized to Deshaun about? Deshaun for wasting a year of his career. Yeah. Did y'all see that? He he Uh, apologized to him after the game. He goes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We wasted one of you years. Basically, he's (laughs) 14. He he was apologizing that he was like, Houston, he was saying we should have had like a 10-win season. Oh, yeah. Pretty much saying we didn't get it done for you. We wasted one of you years. Like – this could, you know, because they had what four wins on the year, five wins. Yeah, not. Yeah. I mean, they had they had the, they had the third pick till now. They've given it to the Dolphins. So, yeah. yeah. So I mean, they had. So, yeah, which is wild to me too. That was it a ten they, win ten win Dolphin team and now has the third pick in the NFL draft next year. I mean, it's amazing. They literally or traded they traded Laramie Tunsil to Houston, and Houston thought, oh, you know, now that we got a left tackle, we'll be competing for Super Bowls. Our first round pick doesn't mean anything. The Dolphins get ten wins and now have the third overall pick, and you guys are sitting at home with four wins and no first round pick because you wanted Lambert Tunsil and Kevin Steeles, so or Kenny Steeles, whatever. Yeah, Kenny Steeles. Um, but that's no, just great. I actually, I would probably agree. I think the Chargers, because of the young offensive talent that you have around there, you have Eckler, you have Mike Williams, you have Keenan Allen, you have Hunter Henry, you have a really good and now quarterback. Justin Herbert. Yeah, a really good quarterback. Now you got some offensive line issues you got to solve, and you got some real defensive issues you got to solve. I think that's definitely a, an interesting job. And for Joe Brady, I agree with you, Austin. That's just an incredible – I mean, that guy in that offense with that amount of talent, that those people would score <laughs> – Chargers would score 50 points a game. They lose, They would you know, win or lose 55 to 44 or something. But. Well, the worst part about them, they should have been a 10-win team. You, yeah, I don't. You, I don't remember where the been. record was. I think they won seven games this year, but they, they blew leads. Like the lead they blew against Kansas City, they they blew some bad leads. They were almost on the Atlanta level of blowing leads, and it was just like situation situational football is what it felt like every time when it came down to them losing games. And it just they should have been a lot better than their record shows. They were yeah. a lot better team than the record shows. I think people look at the Jaguars like if you were to rank those five. Austin or Adam or Alex, like if you were to rank those five jobs, like what is what in your eyes, what is the most desirable and then what is the least desirable? The Jets uh, right now Jets. the least desirable. Yeah, you I'm, have gonna, no, I'm, you I'm have, gonna say the Jets as well. You have no ta- you don't really have a whole lot of talent out there. It's cold. You are in a division that you're probably not gonna win. In you either facing Miami and Buffalo, the two teams you you know, and the Patriots. Like those are the teams you got to compete with, and until this year, the Patriots have been a a dynasty for twenty years. Buffalo's on the rise, Miami's on the rise, so you're gonna finish probably dead last in your division every year for the next ten years, probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you got no talent up there yet, so you you could probably finish last and just tank the season and win two, three, four games, depending on where you need to be. You know, the, the Jags, you at least. You at least have the first overall pick. You know you have a guy that everybody believes is a franchise quarterback coming in. You know you can take him. You have that rest, roster control. They have a lot of extra draft picks in the next two, three years have, as well. They have 11 draft picks this year. Yeah, yeah. They've, they've built good draft 
good drafts. So they, they did it right where they yeah they have created themselves some good draft stock. <laughs> That's almost two picks around. <laughs> they have a yeah because they traded their whole defense from the 2016 or 2015 whatever round they went to the uh, NFC AFC Championship AFC. game. Yeah, with yeah. The J- that Jalen Ramsey team. Yep, and and Leonard Fournette and everybody. The, so the, the that's what Austin was get. I think Austin was kind of hitting the hammer on the nail when I when I read about it today. The Jags have first overall pick and then ten other picks this year. They have you know obviously getting Trevor Lawrence. They have a hundred million dollars worth of cap space next year. Yep, you can go out and make yourself Alan, a team. Yeah, Allen Robinson's going back home. He could. I mean, he really. He really, by the way, that's a guy to take in fantasy next year. Um, but yeah, I mean, he he could go back home. You could you could essentially get yourself a whole new offensive or defensive line. I mean, hundred million dollars is a lot of cap space in the NFL. Yeah, so I mean, they, they you got you can make some moves here, and maybe even bring in a couple of veterans, sign them to you know like one year deals, three to five million dollars. You know, get some veteran presence there in the locker, coach up some of the younger guys. But yeah, have that mentality there of like, hey, we can go out and win games. Y'all perform. We'll be there. Yeah, but, and so, yeah, yeah, you can make it happen. But yeah, right now, right, I, I definitely think the Jets has got to be the least desirable job right now. In Atlanta. Alright, Austin. Appreciate you, you joining us. Alright, man. All right. yeah, I think Atlanta, too. I mean, you, you got a team. I don't, but I still think you got some talent in Atlanta. You got old talent. Right, you got an old, you got an I mean, old Julio, an old Matt Ryan, an old Todd Gurley, an old offensive line, and a young defense that but, really doesn't also have a lot of talent on it. But I, th- I, th- I mean, I think you, but you, you got points there that, yeah, I agree that Matt Ryan's probably maybe retiring this year or next. Julio's got to be thinking in the next year to three retiring. I think Julio's closer to retiring than Matt Ryan is. But, but either way, I mean, they're all old. They're all they're all paid very well, right? And you have a you have the literal worst secondary in all of NFL football. I, I, yeah, it's worth it's worse than it's worse than Dallas. I don't know about that. Secondary wise, it's worse. I than don't Dallas. know. I don't know. I'd like to see those numbers. <laughs> what about the whole uh, Zach Ertz like crying at the end of the game, giving his like thank you speech? Do you think that was a pre-retirement speech right that, there that was probably a farewell speech yeah i mean the guy's 31 tight ends don't typically last that long he could he could play longer but he maybe he's at maybe he's just gonna leave philly period i said i mean it could have yeah it could have been maybe just a farewell to philly and if somebody picks him up picks him up he hell i could see him maybe even pulling a jason witten you know try to be retire a buyer for a little while and then come back literally one year one season <laughs> He went one season in, into the booth and realized this isn't for me. Came back, Dallas had him for his season, and then he went to the Raiders. He's with the Raiders, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I could see Zach Oates kind of trying to retire, realize how much he actually misses it, and then go get picked up for another, you know, a team for a year or two, and then, you know, play to like your 35. And I said, call it, call I said it we go ahead day. and jump on the first beer. We can still keep talking NFL, but jump on the first beer. So, would y'all rather have cereal for dinner or Tropical Kush? Let's go with the the Kush. Okay. I thought the cereal for dinner name was pretty cool, honestly. So the, I uh, saw this in Total Wine when we went. Uh, was that two weeks ago now? A week and a half ago. Um, twenty. But anyhow, thought about it, kind of saw what it was, and I was like, it could be one of two ways. Either this is gonna be good, or like I'm really gonna hate it. 
Yeah. Well, it's, it's an IPA, and you're not typically an IPA but, guy. I know, but like the tropical, the, uh, I was like, okay, I can, you know, something here. But we'll, we'll see. Yeah. But then, uh, you know, we knit and talking with Alex, like, and this is something I feel like Alex could really enjoy. Too. Oh, Alex is going to love this. It's coming not from just S- not just because it's an IPA, but I just feel like he is going to really enjoy this beer, though. Yeah. It's coming from Sycamore, which, which has, is one of our favorite blues, which is yet to give us something we don't like. So. Not to curse anything, but they've they've yet to give us something we don't like. Did you see that the um, college football playoffs they may be in jeopardy for the championship game due to COVID reasons? Oh yeah, because there there's been some push. Like Nick Saban's daughter tweeted today a very very controversial tweet that she's getting fire roasted for about how she thinks Ohio State is either faking COVID cases or, you know, shouldn't get, shouldn't get the benefit of the doubt because they have COVID cases. If it's real, they, they, she thinks, and I quote that they're faking COVID cases so that Justin Fields gets extra time to heal for the championship game. But if they really had COVID cases, she's like, what are we doing? This is their fault for getting COVID. I'm like, okay, girl. It's always, it's also one of those things of like, if the shoe is on the other like foot, you'd be completely telling a different story. Like if Alabama... If Alabama was one struggling with COVID, they would be wanting a a postponement. You know, saying it's a pandemic. It's a... It's an act of God. We can't control this. I mean, Nick Saban got got COVID for... Three weeks, almost. Well, he he got it the first time and then ended up it being negative and then he got it again and they missed... Was the LSU game? They missed missed some game for, you know, for not having... Or was it the Auburn game? I, no, I thought they played Auburn this year. No, but, I, I think it was the Iron Bowl that he actually. Oh, he missed. Yeah, the, I think he the missed game. the Iron Bowl. But I think no, it was the, the Iron the Bowl. The way the way I see it though is, from the get go, I mean, they were wanting to play football. It didn't matter, COVID or not, we're playing ball. So even if he does, or if he has players get it, oh well, leave them at home. I don't care. I'm, I want to play football. I think that's been his mentality. I think that's been a lot of the you know mentalities through. Most I just don't see how they they haven't year. like had these players just sit in a hotel in literally just like strict definition of quarantine, like no outside contact whatsoever. Like, why have you not established these rules yet? Did you see the? Did y'all see the Aaron Rodgers thing? No. Okay, so I, I'll get to that in a second. But I, I'm with you. I mean, I, I I just I don't know. The AAD at Ohio State said we're playing the national championship game, so it it seems like. It's a little blown over. He definitely, he definitely seems like he's like, all right, f it, we're going, baby. I mean, strap your seatbelts in. We're on this drive. So yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's the way it should be. And I, I agree. I, I mean, I think that's the way it should be too. I think you, if you, if you get COVID and you lose this national championship, that's on you. I mean, you've got to, you've got to be safe. You, you've got to know as as a is. as an eighteen to twenty one year old. You know, you could have a couple grad. You know, whatever. You're an adult. Like, act like it. Like, if you know, hey, I got a big game coming up, don't do anything to jeopardize that. Like, I understand that sometimes you can't help it. Oh, I got to go to the grocery store. Or I got to go here. I got to go to the trainer's office. I got to do that, you know. And amongst your facilities, people probably taking precautions. And I understand that, you know, sometimes there's some, some outer people, outer contact that you can't control. But... Anything that's within your control to prevent you from from con- uh, 
coming down with COVID, I would I would take those precautions to do it, especially in a game like this. Yeah, I mean, I've, this is this isn't just you know I get it that they're not paid players, but this isn't just a, a normal old game. This is the national championship game. This this actually can literally make or break your career if you're somebody that isn't well known and, and you know booms it in this game or somebody that's considered a second round pick but goes for freaking two hundred yards. Like all of a sudden you're gonna be a first round pick, baby. You just ran for two hundred yards, two touchdowns, in the national championship game. This is this is the biggest game of your life. And if you're an athlete and you're a competitor, you want to win the game, and that's gonna be above college party. That's gonna be above, you know, whatever at the time. So I mean the in a to her to Sarah's defense, Sarah Saban, like to her defense, right? That was her name, Sarah Saban. You looking at it? No. No. Okay. Um to her defense. The NFL is treating it that way. The NFL basically told all these teams, listen, we don't care who on your team gets COVID. We're not postponing these games. Right? This is on you. You are grown adults. Take the precautions and be safe. This is on you. Right? And that's why Aaron, I was asking you about the Aaron Rodgers thing, because Aaron Rodgers came out, went to his teammates. They had a players-only meeting, and he literally told them, do not fuck this up for us. (laughs) He was like, go home. Be safe. Do nothing else. Do not f this up for us. <laughs> don't pull a Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't be caught out the club that like the night of the game. So I, I mean, I thought that was a great move by Aaron Rodgers, who obviously has some pressure on him as an, at an older age to try and win this Super Bowl right here because this is probably the best chance he's going to have his the remainder of his career. Oh, absolutely. So I mean, he, you know, he's got some pressure on him personally to to try and win this, and and you know, it's for his legacy too because you think about it. Even Eli Manning won two Super Bowls, so you know he needs to go get another. All right. Well, I think we got we got enough enough football talk. Yeah. But Sycamore Tropical Kush. What you think of it? I actually really like it. That you're right. This is totally something that that. What? Wait. Well, yeah, that's what do you? What do you think of it? I think it's a really good IPA. A little bit of tropical flavors to it, stuff like that. It's just it's clean. Um, it's got the typical IPA flavor profile, in my opinion. It's not too bitter. It's not too heavy. Uh, it's a, a really good beer. This tastes just like, or is very similar to I think the tropical IPA at Still Hands. I think this is better than the tropical. I think IPA it is. I, do, I agree. I think it is better, but I think that flavor profile is what I'm getting. Like if I had to compare it to another beer, that's what I would compare it to right now. Yeah. And I always make it a point to get at least one tropical IPA at Still Hands. I <laughs> also thought the the Kush part would bring out a little more hop smell or like a hop taste. But when you smell it, you still get those tropical kind of citrusy smells. More See- so more so than the the hops, I would say. The the writing on the side says, kind of fruity, kind of dank. This IPA is packed with the choiciest, stickiest uh, hop nuggets from our favorite growers. Yeah. I, I, I with you. Like, I, to hit on what Alex said a second ago, it's really smooth. It it's oh, really, that, it's it really, really is. easy to drink. And that's when you get IP, some IPAs, you get them where there's just so much hops in them. Or even, even though there's just not a lot of hops, it's just a bite of a hop. Yeah. Right. That that really turns you off about it. This is something that I can't even tell what fruit this is, though. Can y'all? No, no, mm-hmm. I can't figure it out. I mean, it's almost like a it's almost like a plum or something. I mean, it's something that's not 
not a typical fruit that you would you would consume outside of. Does it say you know, on the can? No, I was looking for it. Also, Sycamore only opened in 2013. This is only a seven-year-old brewery. Yeah, family-owned, established 2013, yeah. That's crazy. I would think Sycamore would be older as, as much as it's kind of come up and the, the level of beers that it's providing. But I'm, I, I'm good with it. I think, uh, I don't know. It's like Alex said, really solid IPA, really drinkable IPA. It's also an IPA I th- feel like the people that don't like IPAs could get along with. They could handle that. They could drink that. So... Eight three for me. I can't believe you like that. This sounds bad, but like I was literally thinking eight three in my head the entire time. <laughs> I think we did that last time, didn't we? You and I. This is if if I was out somewhere, or if this was uh, available to me more readily, readily. What's the word? More readily available. Let, yeah, um, I would be getting this more often. This is a eight six. Okay, all right. I will. I told. I once again the brand of Sycamore has come out and, and hasn't disappointed. Has not disappointed at all. So I want to say the what do we do? We oh we did the pumpkin latte was the last one. So also a bunch of eights. I mean it's they they have not dis disappointed on anything that they have provided. Yeah, Pumpkin Latte got an 8.8, eight, an 8.5, and an 8.5. So that's so funny that both the last time that we did another Sycamore beer, you and I both had the same score. But yeah, solid 8s around. I like it. Definitely an Alex-style beer, but also very drinkable by, by anyone else. So I want to know what... What fruit's in that? Yeah, I'm telling you, I just... It's it's feel or it's got that taste feel of like something that's not typical, not a strawberry, a pineapple, a coconut, you know, a blueberry, something like that. I mean, it's almost not even raspberry. It's a citrus, I think. Something citrusy, maybe. I, I definitely maybe. think it's something citrusy, like um, like an like orange, a, like an orange, orange yeah, something so. along those lines. Ooh, is it lemon? Yeah, I, I could I could see a little bit of a lemon, but yeah, somewhere. It's a really good beer, drinkable. I could drink a lot of those. <laughs> Adam, if this was on tap, I'm getting at least one. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I would I would like for us to take a day up to Sycamore, so something up to Charlotte. So Alex and I took a day uh, this past weekend. Got to got to hit up some different breweries. We went to. Uh, Went to Columbia Craft, went to Swamp Cabbage, and went to uh, the Hangar over there for uh, Hunter Gather. Hangar's done a really bang up job of, of providing some different beers now, so it's definitely more attractive to go to. Got a good raspberry and a good cherry sour. So have over they there. done? Have they done anything as far as appearance wise? Or they kind of still look the same? You, as far as the big bar front on the one side, and then the event on the back side of the bar. It's still the same. Did you need a hundred year old air hanger to change its appearance? No, I was just asking if they <laughs> no, did anything. Same. If they did what, anything new with it, what they're doing coronavirus wise is they're just opening the other side up and and spreading it out. And they have like waitresses now that'll bring you whatever you want. So, but some b- banging sausage balls. They actually had some really really solid sausage balls on on the menu. So, um, yeah, really good finger foods, which is always a plus they- at a brewery. Did they have the? Do they still have the pretzels? 
They I'm, have a they do. giant pretzel. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. That's like a fat one. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like uh, Wivouette does, but in it just bigger. Yeah, yeah. By the no, way, that's, you, that's a place I haven't been to in a while. Riverette, Riverette, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, that, that was actually the talks of when we got done with lunch, whether we were going to go to Riverette or Columbia Craft. But all of them had never been to Columbia Craft. I was like, okay, we we kind of need to go to Columbia Craft. But which also had some pretty solid beers. They had a Mai Tai uh, sour on that was really good. They had the blueberry sour that was good. They had a uh, it was a, ch- uh, a strawberry chocolate or chocolate covered strawberry porter that was okay. Didn't really have a whole lot of strawberries in it, but. Very drinkable. What did you end up having? You uh, were at Columbia Craft. You had an IPA, didn't you? Yeah, the famously hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good one. But got a little exclusive content. Um, I don't know that we got actually got much of it on recording, but we got to go to Swamp Cabbage while they were closed, and Alex and I and uh, Keith and Brent got to go in the back and and see Doug do a little work. He, he moved. yeah, I didn't get no invite. Yeah, I know. I know. I. I didn't know whether they were like I was confused by what they were saying because they were like, "Oh, we're closed," and I'm like, "Okay, cool. I'll see you next time." But you can come. Well, what do you What do you mean I can come? And they're like, "Well, you know, you can come depending on the time and everything." So it, I didn't. It ended up lining up right, and we ended up getting to go right at three o'clock and and see Doug move the porter and talk a little bit and got to see a little bit of the backside. Did of y'all the get the get to do the taste testing of the one we did get to taste the porter and they are going to release it on sunday when we're doing our show this weekend so um super exciting for us and he's, he's gonna have a good con a good list i think there's gonna be about six different beers um than what we did the first time none of them spicy for you um he specifically said he wasn't gonna brew anything spicy because okay. he didn't want to hurt your feelings again okay uh, <laughs> but uh but I, th- I think it'll be a good time and and you know i think we'll either be inside or outside i don't really know yet but um, but should be a good time. We have a lot of people come hopefully and, and show up and, you know, do, do some ratings again. There, our flag is still on the wall, which is super proudful. We're, we're super, I guess at least I'm super thankful for it, but. Oh yeah. It's um, awesome. This, is, this has definitely been the most hospitable buoy that we've done so far. Yeah. As far as wanting us to come back and keeping in touch and, you know, interacting with our things. Yeah. Yeah. So just really, I mean, honestly, really good people. You know, Robert Heaton said it the other week when when he was, you know, doing the ride into the show that, you know, he felt like, you know, Swamp Cabbage had the best beers in Columbia. I mean, you know, we we, we don't get to play favorites and we're not going to play favorites, but, you know, we definitely love Doug and Maria and we definitely, you know, appreciate them. They do it and they, they offer uh, a little bit of everything as far as style of beer. Whereas I think if, you know, if you go to live at Columbia Craft, Still Hands, which still hands now being true. They probably are the largest in Columbia. Yeah. Yeah. Not a question. They're the largest in Columbia. And so they, they, they now have, you know, a pretty diverse range of stuff, but like Columbia craft always just seems to have their one or two lagers and then sours. Yeah. I mean, Columbia craft is IPA sours and then the lager. I mean, they, they have the lager literally, and then they have, you know, IPAs and sours river rat is, is very diverse, but also, I mean, they're they're just kind of but you don't see i mean you got a few ipas but you you know it's your more your ales your blonde your kolsch it's never anything new for river rat right and i think that's where river rats kind of lost some people is it's just never anything new it's always the kolsch it's always the nut brown it's always the astronaut sauce it's always what's the was it the red ale that they have the red ale i mean you know the river rat red 
I mean, it's just it's always the same things for them. And then you know, have, I mean, have they come out with a new beer? Dogs on a surfboard, but it's just a, another IPA. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, so for them, it's just a matter of they need they need to just kind of rotate it. Honestly, I mean, they need to make. But I, fa- I think I think they found what people like, and that's just what they keep on tap. Yeah, that's true. That's true. The River Rat has become Palmetto in Columbia. I mean that's the, that that I, that sounds very offensive, but especially since we bash Palmetto all the time. But River Rat has basically become Palmetto Brewing. They are more concerned about brewing the same thing, brewing a mass likes, amount yeah. of it, and distributing it all over the place. Yeah, I and mean, yeah. again, yeah. that's but when you realize, you know, this is what your customers, you know, either keep coming in to buy or keep coming in to drink. They're like, all right, I'll just brew the same ten beers, keep them on a rotation of six or so and you know add four here at take away for you know this that the other six to eight beers mm-hmm. and just all right that's what people like and i'll rotate them in and out as as i see fit yeah but then you've got places like steel hands who's their their beer board is gonna have like 12 different things on it yeah but <laughs> that have five or six of those being ro- rotate rotating or seasonal and it's I just say, constantly yeah. something new but i feel like they they have their yeah their staple five or six yeah and then yeah five or six that are either seasonal or i, I agree that they're crazy trying, they came up with or something a, they're some trying seasonal beer or yeah something they're just experimenting with like those that um the blue one what was it the what was the name of that blue beer that had a steel hands it was an astronaut it was a uh it was an ipa but it was um it was like a video game one because the cup they would give you the goal in the dark cups oh it was ready Ready, good, ready, ready player, player one, one or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Almost like the name of that movie, Ready Player One, yeah. but it wasn't quite that. It was kind of like ready, ready up or something like was that. Was it Ready Player Go? Something like that. I or think something. That's what it was. But yeah, I mean, that's that's just kind of how it is. So, I mean, that, that that's all Steel Hands is ever going to be is ales. I mean, it's going to be, you know, IPAs. It's going to be, it's never really going to be sours. I mean, it's just going to be IPAs and, and different styles of ales. But, um, I mean, that's. You know, Cotton Town doesn't. I want to be nice about it because we do, you know, possibly have a show coming up from there. But, um, you know, Cotton Town has struggled for a while to really get any staple beer set for them or, you know, something that's just a wow, wow winner. So, yeah. Um, and then, you know, I, could, I couldn't even tell you the last. I guess the last time we went was almost two Christmases ago now when they had that coconut marshmallow one or whatever it was that they did doing that 12 days of christmas thing yeah they have a they have a coffee porter that's apparently you know really good beautiful and black i think is what it's called but but yeah i don't um, i don't remember anything from um cotton down cotton down that stood out to me yeah but it's it, it, you know we really honestly we got to go to angry fish cotton is cotton town even open it is open yeah yeah that's the one where we sat you had to sit out uh, outside under the tents, but they don't have any heaters. They don't have any tents or heaters anymore. Oh. Well, I knew they didn't have heaters. I knew they had like a tent. They, they just closed now. None if of this is if even like ringing any bells for me right if, now. It's kind of it, in the downtown area. It's on like, Franklin Street. Yeah. It's in the Cotton Town nope. area. It's near the um, Firefly Stadium. Nope. Let's just keep it moving. Let's okay. keep the conversation. <laughs> we tried. We tried. Um, but yeah, I mean, we ha- we have to go to Angry Fish too. I've never been to Angry Fish. I don't think either one of y'all have. Either. I just want to know when Savage not. is going to open up. Oh, you're not even joking. Savage Craft is about to be so much fun, man. 
veteran owned and operated out. There you go. So um, for them. Savage Savage Craft is gonna be. I'm worried that Savage Craft is gonna be a lot like Conquest used to be. Where it's just a lot okay, of dark. I beers. just looked up pictures of Cotton Town. It's it's back to me. Now. It's back to you. Now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But say so you got the big wooden fence around it. Yeah, it's almost like you're like sitting in a backyard. You yeah. are feeling yeah. you are. <laughs> in a backyard. Yeah. You have the warehouse that they do all the booing, and then like the backyard. Okay. But I'm I'm worried that Savage Craft is going to be something that brews a lot of dark beers like Con- like Conquest used to be. But but hopefully not. Hopefully not. Maybe they'd, they you do know, something different. Maybe they do something different. But. All right. Excited, well, excited what was the um, what was the second beer you had? What was it that is, one? Uh, it is breakfast for cereal. Is that what it was? Cereal for breakfast. Cereal for breakfast. That's right. Who's it by though? Edmund Oast. Oh, Edmund Oast down yep. there in Charleston, boo. Yeah, yep. right. So is this I, one you picked up as well? On have we done an Edmund's Oast? We have. Before? We have not. I said, yeah, I don't. Think um, so. we did do. Maybe we did. We did a oyster stout, and I can't remember which Charleston brewery it's was from. that. What was it? Frothy Beard. That it's we not. Did. For, it's not Frothy Beard. I, I remember. I've had an Edmonds Oast at a restaurant when we were down there in Charleston before. You have Edmund, yeah. Edmonds Oast apparently really dra- or really um, you know does some good beers. So we'll I've see. Heard, I've heard good things about them. What I good things. What's really distinctive about them, though, especially if you're listening, make sure you check out the Instagram tomorrow to check out the post. All of their cans are in black and white, and they're all this kind of like design. No matter what the beer is, they don't change any colors. They don't. They're just black and white with some kind of drawing on it. So, do they list who the artist is on the can? It's uh, a good question. Five percent by alcohol. I don't. Product Charleston. No, I don't see any. Uh, it's not really an artistic can so i wouldn't be surprised that they don't like you know what I'm, saying? I'm not surprised that they don't list the artists because there's nothing that really stands out artistically on that it's just kind of a simple yeah, kind of plain jane can cer- design cereal box with a hop on it yeah so it's a uh, blonde brewed with almond vanilla lactose and coconut so we'll see five percent alcohol by volume it's a it's a what kind of beer is it? It's a blonde. Blonde, okay. Blued with almonds, vanilla, lactose, and coconut. This is gonna be a very sweet beer. Yeah, I got a feeling it probably is gonna be a pretty it's, sweet beer. With all that in there, it's gonna have to be. And with the lactose to be in it. Oh my god, it just tastes like cereal. Wow. Like, like what kind of cereal? Like frosted flakes almost. Okay. Or maybe Cheerios. Wow. I totally did not think that was actually going to taste like cereal, though. It's got a very weird smell to it. It's not very... It doesn't smell very sweet. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) I wouldn't say Frosted Flakes, but it's definitely a cereal. What do you think it is? I have no idea. It's not sweet enough for Frosted Flakes. I'll so, like, I, I've had my fair share of cereal, so I'd like to give this a shot. Is it here. like Special K? Like, just a regular old, like, almond I brand Special K? It or might be. Yeah. <laughs> that is wild. It does, it does not smell sweet. It doesn't smell like it tastes. Give me the old Michael's God. What do you think, Adam? 
<laughs> He's like confused right now. <laughs> Have you ever had the chocolate special K? No, I've never had the chocolate special K. I, I, like if you took that with like some vanilla yogurt clusters, that's what it kind of tastes like. Okay. Or either yeah, like, I get what you're saying there. The vanilla yogurt clusters that come in like the healthier cereals yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, like I'm pretty sure even even Special K might have one that has like yeah. the yogurt clusters to it. That's but, definitely what that is. That's that that lactose taste to it. But blends with that. But yeah, well, maybe not really chocolate. Maybe chocolate's not what I'm looking for. But yeah, that that like yogurt cluster with with know, I, it's something. Yeah, I don't know. It's like almost a, like an almond joy without the chocolate. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely got a, it's got a strong it's got a strong almond flavor to it. Um, they've obviously used almond extract for that because that's what that smell is now that I've, yeah. I I recognize that smell now. I think, but uh, if you took like part of an an almond joy and like cut it up and threw it and like sprinkled it in with like the yogurt cluster cereal, that's kind of I mean it's not overpowering with the coconut, but I definitely think. That's where your vanilla and your lactose is coming from, is that kind of kind of yogurty cereal taste. Anyone else kind of surprised how this actually tastes though? I'm actually not I'm yeah. I'm not mad. Like when you said all those, I was like, I doesn't like two out of the four ingredients sounded good. The other two, I was like, not not really looking forward to it. You're does I mean you you're right though. It does actually kind of taste like a chocolate cereal now. Did any of y'all ever eat the like cookies and cream cereal with the with the uh, coyote on it or whatever it was? Uh, yeah, the chips, uh, something chips had the little chocolate chip cookie. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Blue box had. Yeah. That's that's what that tastes like to me now. What cereal is this you're it's, describing? It's got a blue box. Yeah, it has like coyote fox thing. It was like mini chocolate chips. Cookies. Oh, it was like the the cookie. It cereal. was um. Cookie crisp? No, not cookie crisp. It is cookie I think crisp. Cookie crisp. Yeah, yep. cookie crisp. Thank you, Illy. Um, <laughs> yeah, cookie crisp. That's exactly what that tastes like to me. And I may be completely wrong. Maybe I'm tasting something totally different. Nah, it's <laughs> not for me. Nah, I'm getting like the, the yogurty, like the special K. Yogurt. I'm getting like the healthier almond cereals and stuff like that. Yeah, like if you um, if you like shaved an almond, threw it in there with some yogurt. Like the yeah, that's what I'm getting. I kind of miss Cookie Crisp now. Damn, I ain't had that in so long. Yeah, that that is exactly what that tastes like to me. Okay. I, I mean, I don't see it. But, hey, <laughs> that's what you get. Like, no, bro, you out your mind. <laughs> hey, look up and see if Special K's got like a yogurt cereal or something. They do like. have a yogurt cereal. They have a blueberry and raspberry. Oh, Houston Texans hired somebody. Nick, Nick, uh, somebody that's a player development for the Patriots. Um, As the head coach? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody that's been player development. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about a leap of faith right there. Hold on. <laughs> we'll get to it in a wow. second. But, um, you just hired a player development coach as your head coach. Yeah, like like in the NFL. Like yogurt clusters, special K. They they have one. They have this one. Sliced almonds. <laughs> All right, so they have this one, the purple box that has fruit and yogurt in it. This is what Sydney eats every morning for breakfast. Now, yeah, that's what I that's what I'm getting. This is what this beer tastes like to you. That's yeah, what that beer tastes like to you. Yeah, well, without you know, or, minus or the, is it the chocolate delight one. 
I, I was originally getting, I thought, some chocolate delight. Hint. No, what's the yellow box? Is that? That's almond. Yeah, yeah. If you took that and mixed it with the purple box, but took out the fruit, that's what I'm getting. Okay. Let me see. Oh, okay. the special case though. Yeah, that's what I'm getting. Is this? Cereal. This is what this beer is like for you. That's what I'm getting. If you take, all right. So take the almond cereal and just drop into yogurt clusters from the fruit and and yogurt one. Yeah, that's what I'm getting. All right, I got you. I got you. I'm la- I, I'm agreeing with you. I'm not laughing at you. I'm see, just- I'm not getting any of this uh chocolate flavor that you guys are picking up on. I, I thought I originally why. thought I did, but now that I'm now that I'm talking about it, it that was yeah. not what I was thinking. Because I thought the chocolate one had like bits of yogurt to it. But well, no. there is a vanilla almond one that has yogurt clusters to it. Oh hell, now that's uh, <laughs> now you might be on to something there. Yeah, I mean, is that is the the kind of mustard looking box right here by my thumb? I don't know. I, I felt like Dad's had it at the house. Your dad, okay, your dad's had it. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely don't want to say it was more of either the yellow box with like just the almonds, almond and protein, or, or yeah. the purple one that was like the yogurt and fruit one. I'm having so much fun with this. <laughs> oh my god! Anybody want to give a score to this? <laughs> I'm a big fan of this. Actually, this is actually really good though. Um, I'm going. It's like a eight eight four. I like this beer. I'm going a seven one. I like it. It's good. You know, uh, I would have it. You know, possibly a glass or two when we if we were winning it. Anywhere that had on tap, I would think about getting it. Um, but I'm not. It's not big on my list. Of, I don't know if if I if I went to the buoy that I mean if I didn't know what I wanted off the menu, without actually looking like I'll be like oh I've had that before that's good that'd probably be a first beer I would get. Okay, I like it, man. I'm with Adam. I think it's an eight-one in my opinion. I mean, right, right above that threshold that it probably is like because I've never had an Edmonds beer outside of this. It would probably like if we went to the brewery and sat down. It's probably the first beer I'd, I'd get, but I probably wouldn't just consistently sit here and drink it, you know. But it's definitely. I mean, I'll definitely drink it again. I definitely would suggest, and it's something off the wall, right? Oh yeah. I mean, we've done we've done so many beers at this point. It's an IPA. It's a blonde. It's a stout. It's you know, it is what it is. This is like this is something off the wall. It's just in a whole another galaxy on its own. But uh, I would suggest it to anybody. Yeah. I mean, if they looked at this and like, oh, this looks kind of good, I'd be like, yeah, get that. Yeah. Get that. It it was it the and to hear what what cereals, I guess you you could possibly get from it. I mean, I, I kind of want to figure out if they actually put any cereal into this. That's what, in the brewing process. Yeah, because I mean, like we've seen. Oh, sorry, we've we've seen Cotton Town use uh, Lucky Charms before for sour, and the marshmallow, you know, dissolves down and, and gives you a really really sweet pop to that sour. So I'm kind of you know like curious if they actually put anything. I got you. Yeah. In there, so I was wrong. It's not the head coach; it's the GM. Okay, so they actually do have a, a GM, GM this time. Yep. Okay, they hire. Uh, it's no longer the two for one. Yeah, but hell, what I feel like that's even more of a jump to hire somebody that's a, originally a player development coach to now the GM of the entire franchise. Dir- director of player personnel Nick Casario as the team's next general manager. Director of player. Okay, so that's a little bit different. Yeah, it's not a director player of player and that's personnel. Of personnel. Yeah, so that's that's a management role. I yeah. can understand that now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Makes He's a little bit more two sense. Two years ago for the vacant promotion, but eventually ended up pursuing the Patriots. Tampering charges. Oh. Huh. They backed out <laughs> on the guy when he was he was in the he was in the hot mess for the tampering charges with like, you know, the, the video cameras and everything else that the Patriots have been doing. So yeah. 
Um, but yeah, good. I mean, good for them. I, I, I do think they should, you know, have two separate roles. I mean, I, I think it's difficult to be, be both. I think there's a lot of pressure on you, right? I yeah. mean, it's, it's, it's probably nice to have that amount of control over your entire roster and be the head coach at the same time. But I mean, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of like, I mean, in two or three years down the road, if you're not winning championships, people are going to be looking to be like, all right, listen, he needs to give up one or the other. Then again, Jerry Jones probably needed to give up being the general manager, CEO, executive. Secretary. Say Jerry Jones needs to pull away. <laughs> hey, he doesn't need to let his damn son take Just over write the checks, that. man. Just write the checks. <laughs> yeah, if you want to win championships at this point. Well, I'm, I'm saying that his only responsibility should be writing the checks and not <laughs> deciding whether or not he has the ability to, like, he should have no decision-making as much as he has. Yeah. He just, he just likes the control aspect of it. Well, yeah, because if y'all won the Super Bowl, he wants it to be on him. Oh, yeah. He wants oh, yeah. it to be like, Jerry Jones did this. Yeah. He threw this team together. He threw the coaching staff together. He hired and paid all the players. Yeah, that was him. He called Marshawn Lynch to the goal line. No one else. <laughs> he would have handed the ball off if he was in Seattle. Pete Carroll wouldn't even have that decision. I No. P, Jerry Jones would have called down from his box and been like, you're running the ball. You don't have an option. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Mike McCarthy would have been like, yes, sir. Thanks for giving me another job. I don't deserve it. Yeah. So, people I got, think Mike McCarthy would have made the right call on that. You know, he, he, I think Pete Carroll just obviously was like, okay, they're obviously going to expect Marshawn Lynch. Let's try to do a stupid pass play. Like, let's try to just get some quick slants in there. Mike McCarthy would have radioed out. I mean, it, let's just say if it was Aaron Rodgers, like Mike McCarthy would have radioed out to Aaron Rodgers to throw the ball, and Aaron Rodgers would have literally opted into running ball. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't even have been. A, he'd be like, no, we're at the one. I'm handing this ball off to Aaron Jones. Yeah. <laughs> I'm handing this ball off to Ezekiel Elliott. Like, not even a question. So, most quarterbacks would have done that. People got so offended. Um, where was it? Was I with you? No, I wasn't with you. I was at D's before, beforehand. But uh, we were, people were talking about Davo Sweeney, and I was like, no, like, I don't think y'all understand. Davo Sweeney might actually go to the NFL. And these people beside us were like, no, nah, he ain't going to the NFL. And I'm like, okay, tell me why. Well, look what he's built in Clemson. Why would he ever leave Clemson? Sanctions, penalties, scholarship strip, money laundering. The fact that he can go to the NFL and make almost double what he's making right now. The fact the that moment he, can, he steps on the the literally freaking property of that team, he'd be making twice as much money. The fact that he doesn't have to recruit at all, he just actually gets to literally pick the players he wants. Yeah, uh, he's his quarterback stays around for more than three years. <laughs> yeah, like, consistency. <laughs> like, I, I'm pretty sure you don't really understand that. I mean. It, well, I mean, why would why would he just leave? I don't understand why you think he would leave. Look at the championships he's winning. He's in the championship game all the time. Not in the championship this year. Got blown the fuck out in the championship last year. He's uh like two and two against Alabama in the in the college football playoffs in his career. So um I mean he just got blown out this year. Yeah, he got blown out again this year. I mean also lost to Notre Dame during the regular season. Yeah, I mean the the guy listen, the guy's had a successful program. He's won two national championships, but Oh, he's put a hell of a program together. Tell, I'm not going to knock him on that. Tell me a successful college football coach 
that doesn't go to the NFL. I mean, they don't exist. Exactly. Chip Kelly, Steve Spurrier, Nick Saban, yeah. Pete Carroll, all of them. I mean, seriously, all of the Urban Meyer will eventually go Did to Les the Miles go? No, less I mean, Les Miles just freaking fell off the face of the earth and then yeah. went to Kansas. But I mean, you think about it, like you think about the people that have have won championships. Lou Holtz did it, right? Lou Holtz. Yeah. I mean, look look at all these freaking people that just they pack it up and they try and take it to the NFL, right? It's some of the most of them are not successful, but some of them like Pete Carroll are extremely successful. So I just you got to look at it and you got to understand that when these dynasties come up, when these people, you know, start to really start having success, NFL teams start looking at them and they they, you know, make the jump. Teams are definitely going to be calling Dabo. And the more I, he the more he wins and stuff like that. And I think he's going to at least take a listen. It, that oh, means he's it, going to he listen. Al- he already interviewed for the Jets job just two years ago after winning that second title against Alabama. Right? I mean, he, he literally interviewed for it right before they hired Adam Gase. And it's confirmed. There's a photo of him in the stadium at a football game. So, yeah. I mean... So I mean, it's I heard not, Adam Gase's name for the uh, Alabama OC. OC job around. that would be wild. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, I don't think he's opposed to going to the NFL. I just he's think not. He's I waiting just, for the right one. I say, in yeah. the right situation. And you can't blame him. I, mean, I say he just wants the right, I I, right I organization to offer. Right. I wouldn't go to the freaking Jets that called me up tomorrow. And be no. Like, nope. No, I'm not going to Atlanta. I'm not going to the Jets. Just yeah. just after two years ago, the area you could hired, popped up to whatever part of a. Uh, New York they're in, wherever their area code is, I'd be like, oh, straight to voicemail. <laughs> Listen, I've already done this. We're not we're not going say, down just two years ago, three years ago, you looked at me for this job and you took somebody else. Nah, I'm good. I don't I don't think that they took somebody else. I think that he probably just interviewed for it and probably stepped back and said, Okay, this is what I want. If you're not giving it to me, I'm walking away. And I don't blame him. Because I mean I I'm gonna say something controversial and I could be be completely and totally wrong, but this year you have some of the best teams that you can step into as a head coach this year compared to what typically comes up every year, right? I mean, the Jaguars, they're going to hire somebody. They're going to be bad maybe again for another two years, and they're going to hire somebody else. The Jets are just going to continually have a rotating door in that damn office. What if somehow the Jets or they make some moves in the in the draft to go up and – just either way. Well, I'm just going to cut it short here. The Jets or the Jaguars, either one of them picks up Trevor Lawrence, but also goes after Dabo Swingy to be the new head coach. It would surprise me. I mean, that's why. That's why. I but do you think? think do you think? Um, like Big Cat put on, uh, the other day on Barstool. Yeah, he was talking about the Jets maybe shouldn't go after a a quarterback first round, but go get... Oh, you're talking about the linemen. They yeah. go after the linemen. Go, go beef up that O-line again. Maybe protect they Sam a, They took the high-powered lineman last year in the draft early, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, they yeah. took the fat Louisville guy that had... Anyways, but... um, Yeah, I mean... But yeah, maybe maybe beef up that line to protect your quarterback a little bit. Well, here's and, the... And that be your focus point in the first round. Here's the big thing for the yeah. Jets. They need to just flat out decide, are we sticking with Sam Darnold? Or, or we not. Move it, yeah. Yeah. Or are we moving because on? Because you can still get a first-round draft pick for Sam Darnold or even a second-round draft pick for Sam Darnold because somebody is going to be drafting a kid that's freaking 23 years old and at one point was a highly, you know, touted quarterback out of college and a high first-round draft pick. 
I mean, it, it's not like you're it's not like you're trading for Matt Ryan. It's not like you're trading for Ryan Tannehill or oh yeah, his, Desha- prime, his prime his prime is yet to come. Even Deshaun Watson, because Sam Darnold came in the freaking league at like twenty years old. Well, that's like there's people already saying that Miami needs to go ahead and let go of Tua, and it's like that's bro, this crazy. Is, it's his first year, <laughs> and he's also coming off of a major catastrophic injury. And they just like and they just fired the offensive coordinator. It's clearly clearly they didn't think it was yeah. Tua. They thought it was the scheme. So I just I I could I can't. I'm excited to see the uh in the off season all of these Q, these QBs moving because there's gonna be a lot. Matt Stamp Matthew Stamp he's out there right. Matthew, so Detroit is wanting to move on from Matthew Stafford. Okay. Matthew Stafford. I, don't, you, I yeah. said Stanford, sorry. You have Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is obviously... He's out. If, yeah, <laughs> if Philly doesn't get rid of him, he's going to make them get rid of him. Yeah, that's, that's um, fucking a dumpster fire over there right now. Yeah. One of the two quarterbacks in Dallas will be a free agent. Andy, either Andy Dalton or Dak Prescott, because you can't you can't pay Dak Prescott and keep and afford to keep Andy Dalton anymore. And a weird take that we've, all, we've been saying, really, honestly... Aaron Rodgers might be one now. Yeah, I mean, depends on how if they go out and draft something stupid again. I would not be surprised if Rodgers like, okay, time for me to move on. You know? Yeah, you're gonna. I mean, you have Rodgers. You're gonna have, uh, you know, Tyrod Taylor will probably leave um, the Chargers. You'll have yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick will become a free agent again, probably because he's probably not gonna sit behind Tua in the following year. So you, you'll have you'll have a, a a good amount of quarterbacks. You know, rotating or moving out. Who knows what New England does with Cam Newton? Um, and would that not be poetic justice if New England trades and gets Carson Wentz? That'd be funny. <laughs> I mean, he's not the one that beat them, but it's just funny that I, I know that he's he, the one that took the Eagles to the Super Bowl, just didn't win them the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, what if they went and got Nick Foles? I mean, Nick Foles is not going to stay in Chicago with Mitch Trubisky. Oh uh, yeah, Trubisky. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder if the um, the Steelers are going to try to make a move to get any one of these veteran quarterbacks because Rudolph didn't look bad, but he didn't look like he needs to have a hundred percent control of the team yet. Yeah, I, I would like. To he's. A, I think he's improved a lot since last year, but he's not to the point we need him to be. I, I had some downtime today while we we're in our clinic, and I was looking over the quarterbacks. Very this draft, very deep at quarterback, receiver, and cornerback. Those three positions, this draft is very deep at. I mean, New England would almost have its pick of Mac Jones or Kyle Trask, or not New England, sorry, Patriots would have the Steelers. Good Lord, what am I trying to say? The Steelers would have basically their pick of either Mac Jones or Kyle Trask later in that first round if they actually wanted to take a quarterback. That would be a pretty good chance to to stick it in for Ben's replacement. Or, like you said, I mean, go get somebody like a Matthew Stafford. Go get a Carson Wentz. I mean... Those kind of guys. I think you could even put Fitzpatrick on that team, and he'd be decent. Yeah, I mean, he's a turnover machine, but yeah, I mean. I mean, Ben's known for turnovers, too. He so. is at this point. <laughs> he I'm just saying, like, that point. team, the, the Steelers have that great position because you're not, like, baptizing somebody by fire because they're actually going to be thrown into an established offensive line, an established offense, a scheme that can, you know, move things around. It's not like you're just getting thrown into a – complete dumpster fire and be like, hey, put it out. It's all on you. You don't have any help. It's kind of an odd scenario because Pittsburgh's actually kind of built for the win now kind of thing. And if your quarterback does retire, I mean, me as a general manager, I would say go get one of these veteran quarterbacks because I know what I'm getting. Yeah. Right. I'm, I know what I'm getting with Matthew Stafford. I know what I'm getting with Matt Ryan. I know what I'm getting with Matt, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick. 
Kyle Trask might be the very next Ben Roethlisberger. He's 6'5". He's 245 pounds, right? Do somebody like Stafford or Matt Ryan in a team like Pittsburgh, I feel like would do better because, I mean, hell, Matt Ryan, he's shown that he can be a great offensive, you know, QB. But just the defense he's had has always just oh, let him down. Always been terrible. I mean, yeah. that's how he lost Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like so. he dropped all those points on New England and the defense just gave it back up. Like, and then, you know, Stafford, he's shown that he's got the the makings to be a great quarterback. It's just he's been at damn Detroit his yeah. entire career. Also, again, a, a terrible defense. Yeah. So, I mean, St- Stafford's felt like he's had his limitations now that he hasn't been without Calvin Johnson for like five years. Yeah. So, uh, I'm with you. I'm with you, man. It would be, it would be, it, that would be the move for me if I was a general manager. So, you guys got anything else? Yeah. Feel good about it? Want to yeah. put, put a bow on it as I heard today in our one of our clinics? Yeah. Put a bow on it, wrap it up, and just as, call it good. As I was falling, <laughs> as I was falling asleep, I was like, yep, let's put a bow on this. It's time for me to take a nap. Here's a quick trivia question for you. Go for it. Let me see if I can't pull it back up. Okay. Darren, which conflict was the Top Gun program created? A, Cuban Missile Crisis. B, the Gulf War. So, you know, Iraq, 91. C, the Korean War. Or D, Vietnam. Well, you were fighting the MiG-17. Is the, is in the first, in the first Top Gun. And I'm thinking in Top Gun in the movie, it actually gives the breakdown of like really what this trivia question is talking about, of like why the decision was made to create a Top Gun and stuff like that, and what war. Yeah, I'm trying to think. It gives like the full breakdown. Give me the options again. So you Cuban Missile Crisis, no, Gulf War, Korean War, or Vietnam. Was it Gulf War? No, no, Gulf War is two. Now you think about Top Gun was filmed almost around that time. Top Gun, so... Oh, that's right, yeah, yeah. Gulf War yeah, was in, like, the 90s. Anyway. I'll, I'll take that one off for you, because... Yeah, that's yeah. not it. Uh, Cuban Missile Crisis was... You know, JFK. Yeah. Uh, involving Russia, yeah. That could be about the time frame. But... Also, I think Korea's too early okay. in the 50s. Mm-hmm. Talking but, it out, I like it. Korea's too early in the 50s. You're looking at Vietnam in the 70s or Cuban Missile Crisis. Those are your two. Yeah. I'm going Cuban Missile Crisis, though. I'll go Vietnam just to be opposite of him. Okay, so it was Vietnam. Okay, <laughs> yeah. So the answer is Vietnam because Top Gun was started in 1969. It was a major success, increasing the kill-to-loss rates by nearly 400% for the U.S. Yeah, the but I mean, yeah. but you, uh, like you, Well, you were on track. The MiGs were coming into Vietnam. Okay. And it was just like... I knew that's what you. I knew School that's what us, you. I knew that's sky, what you yeah. were fighting. Yeah. As far as you know, air to air combat. That that was our top predator. Yeah. Was the MiG seventeen for Russia, and so with it, I was just you know, I'm just go with Cuban Missile Crisis. Yeah. But the Cuban Missile Crisis actually happened in like the early '60s, didn't it? Yeah, it came before Vietnam. Yeah, I believe. Okay. Yeah. But I was thinking with the yeah I guess Russian influence there because I think that, that was, was an that was the heat of the Cold War yeah that was 1962 is the Cuban Missile Crisis yeah okay. yeah but yeah you know, I knew I knew you know those were Cold... your two you had to be the two options yeah I just had to talk it out Do you know the Cold War technically went on to like 1990 or something like that yeah it went on for a long time I was I was wild because I I mean when I think of the Cold War I just think of the Cuban Missile Crisis I think of JFK I think of Ronald Reagan I think of 
you know, that kind of push. Hell, I don't even know when the Berlin Wall actually technically went down, but I guess it was probably in the 90s as well. But, um, um, or was it early? It might have been earlier than that. I thought it was like the 80s. Yeah, because I think Reagan was there for it. Yeah. So, um, Mr. Whatever, tear down that wall. Yeah. Um, Mr. Mr. Gorbachev. Gorbachev. Yeah. Or Gorbachev, whatever. Tear down your wall. So, I mean, I, I just did. I thought of the Cold War as like a, a freaking four or five year war. But yeah. Berlin yeah. Wall came down in 89. So it was almost 90. How about yeah. that? How about that? Um, but yeah, um, I'm good on this episode. A few boys are good. Yeah. We'll oh, put yeah. a bow on it. Okay. Well, anyways, thanks for uh, the listeners. Whenever you're uh, listening to this on whatever podcast service, or if you listen live, thank you. Thanks for hanging out and sticking through it with us. Um, yeah, as always, I'm Alex, Adam and Chris here. Later, y'all. Yeah, signing off.